Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Your Freedom podcast with me, Madeline. I am so happy to have you guys here. I, again, am standing up to record. Like, I am performing to an audience, which is really fun. I just, um, like, rapped rap karaoke wop to myself twice so that was quite a pregame for the show and yeah I'm just I'm so excited for this episode it is so so amazing um and I will tell you all about the guest who is a good friend mentor woman um in my life and in my past lives I'm sure as well so yeah As far as life updates for me, it is almost a week until Christmas, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, where has 2020 gone? Um, So yeah, it's a week till Christmas. I'll be going home for a little bit and then maybe taking an extra special secret trip um, on New Year's Eve, which you'll have to find out about later. Um, (laughs) so yeah, another thing I, another thing to announce to you guys is I have officially launched my coaching program, so I'm accepting one wonderful woman and I've already had some exploration calls, so if you're interested, you can always send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. I'll have my email address and always have my Instagram in the bio if you want to reach out um, and just get on a free Zoom call and kind of talk about whatever you're working through. I think I also announced this last week, but yeah, it's all about stepping into your authentic self, showing up as her, clearing out your life of anything that does not align with that woman, and really stepping into your power and your greatness. Um, so you can live the life that's truly yours and make the impact that you were meant to make in this world. So I'm really, really excited about that and it feels so good and so aligned and yeah, just a really great way to end out 2020 with launching this and yeah, more clients to come and more exciting, um, things like this in the future that I will be launching and yeah I'm just um, reveling in all that 2020 has been which it has been crazy but I've transformed um, more than I ever thought was possible which you'll also hear more about in this episode but there's also another really exciting announcement um, which I will give you guys more more um, thorough life updates next week's episode because I am debating releasing a bonus episode um either going to be talking about dating or family and boundaries um, with the the holidays which are both very important topics but the other exciting announcement is that I have my first sponsor for the podcast and yeah there's no one else I would rather have be that sponsor than another amazing woman doing the work in this world to help other women. Um, I met or virtually met (laughs) Tatiana through a course with Ashe Sundara, which 
hopefully she will be on the show soon. Um, that clearly just transformed both of our lives in different directions of helping women and being of service. And it's just been so great to see see her growth and her really um, see her process for putting together her offerings into the world. So with that, I will tell you a little bit about uh, Tatiana's course and where you can find her and her course and all of that amazingness. So the Thriving Empath course is an online course for anyone who has a more sensitive, empathetic, or intuitive nature. As many of us know, many problems can arise from being this way such as absorbing the energies and emotions around you or feeling confused around what's yours and what's not yours energetically and emotionally. This course is created to put an end to this for once and for all because in 25 videos, you will learn everything you will need to thrive more with your sensitive, empathetic, or intuitive nature. You will receive lessons on relationships, mindset, boundaries, emotional intelligence, protection, and more. Because at the end of the day, this isn't about changing your nature. Which I love that. This is about giving you the tools and techniques you need to thrive exactly as you are. If you're ready to start feeling more empowered in your mindset, stable in your emotions, protected in your energy, aligned in your relationships, and peaceful in your heart, then this course is for you. And yeah, who... I'm just taking a deep breath and soaking all of this in. Who does not want to feel that way? And I love that her course is all about... It's not about changing yourself. It's about embracing the sensitive side, embracing the intuitive side, embracing your empathetic side as... Um, your strength. And for listeners of my show, you guys will get 10% off Tatiana's course. And the code for that is going to be all caps, find your freedom. So not finding, but find your freedom. So yeah, those links will be in the show notes. And I'm so excited to have um, Tatiana, who is Awake and Align on Instagram, sponsoring the show. And I just know her course is absolutely amazing, and she is a woman who's really living her purpose in this world. And I'm so excited to give you guys access and a little discount code for that. Um, so yeah, about today's episode. So today we have True of Tea Witch on the podcast, which was such an amazing conversation. I just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory with True, her store was kind of the first thing, um, one of the first things I was drawn to in New Orleans, and I just felt um, so drawn to her, and like I was supposed to meet her, and through every conversation, I just grew more and more spiritually, and felt more open, and just awaken to all of these spiritual truths so it is just such an honor to have her on the show and even since leaving New Orleans I feel like our relationship has even grown more and um, and she's just a woman that I'm really grateful to have in my life so here is a little bit about True 
So Tea Witch founder True began her small tea company in 2011. She felt that she wasn't getting enough vitamins, nutrients, and minerals, and a lot of teas available within the open market. 30 years into a career as a holistic esthetician, she felt and wanted to broaden her knowledge of plants and science by attending herbology school in Ithaca, New York. Um, I'd always found fundamentally and intuitively that organic herb-based topical applications produce more effective results. Um, In September of that year, she arrived home from a herbal conference in New Mexico to learn of a large political and social movement in New York City, Occupy Wall Street. She was so taken by the cause and determined protesters that she knew she had to be involved in some way. After researching the movement, she discovered a local Rochester-based chapter for Occupy Wall Street and went to observe their meetings and protests. Just like true, this is such a story. As the months progress, she watched the campers who were initially vibrant, healthy, and excited about what was going on become affected by the winter environments, their spirits, and health declining. So she began bringing them home-brewed tea, and little by little, she watched as they regained their health and spirit. She realized that she really wanted to focus on wholeness, health, and tea. Inspired by this realization, she traveled to Salem, Massachusetts, feeling as if there was any place that would have teas on the shelf that were a little bit different, more medicinal, wild-crafted, they would probably be there. However, she was shocked to find there weren't healing teas in Salem. It was from all of this she was inspired to create Tea Witch Tea, a medicinal and organic tea company. From the humble beginnings, the mission of Tea Witch has always been surrounded with the ritual within the cup. The idea that the tea drinking is a sublime pleasure and that the ancient medicine can be proved, relished, shared with company, and enjoyed in solitude. We take pride in selecting only the finest, purest ingredients, and we strive to create purely organic, hand-blended root, flower, stem, and seed that allow people to reconnect with the abundance of planet Earth. Tea Witch Tea batches with a very tiny green footprint, conscious that our planet is large. However, our waste is not. (laughs) So just a little bit more about True. Um, True is an entrepreneur based in Rochester, New York, whose unique talents have been applied to all things organic. She seeks to rejuvenate the body and mind. True has always had a particular love for tea and decided to share this love with the world. Not only has True applied her talents to the tea world, but was a small business owner owning Blue Water Spa in Rochester, New York. (laughs) And to just add to that bio, she had an amazing tea shop in New Orleans, which has become now a little tea shack, (laughs) which is even better. And beyond her gifts with herbology and all things tea, um, True is an amazing spiritual woman um, and witch. And in New Orleans, she does um, medicine card readings and also bone readings, which is a very um, interesting type of reading with bones that she has delineated um, throughout the U.S. So I don't want to hold off on this episode any longer because it was it was absolutely amazing. It was so healing for me, and I just know with you guys listening to it, you're going to feel that sense of healing too, that sense of 
recognition and acknowledgement of what 2020 was about and just this sense of solace in this year coming to a close and the optimism we both feel for 2021 and learn more about connecting with your amazing spiritual and intuitive side. So I'm so excited to bring you this episode. Um, Let's get into the show. All right. So the first question that I ask everyone, because it's the Finding Your Freedom podcast, is what have you been finding your freedom from lately? Well, for me, I think that I've had, what is it, nine months of freedom from like, you know, everyday run of the mill go to work, come home, wind down, make dinner, you know, you do your errands on the weekend. Everything's kind of slowed and taken a pause for me where I can now have the freedom to do whatever I want, when I want, and what I want, you know? So I'm just, for a lot of people during this time, I think they felt a lot of a, anxiety and stress. I didn't, I was almost prepared for it. (laughs) I'm a survivalist anyway. It's like, Oh yeah. I mean, in my Jeep, I always have like a survival kit and my bug out bag. So it's like, I don't know what you people are upset about because this shit was going to come down. And you know, it's like just a matter of time. And it is a pause. It's a pause for the world. It's not just the United States or just this, this location. It's a pause for the world to kind of like regroup and, re- and figure out like what's important. And we do know that connection is important and people are important. I guess that's what it's shown me is like how important it is to have connection with certain individuals, but important connections and vital, vital connections. Like no longer are we like distracted by all the all the chaos but it's 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 fine-tuned where if I want to spend time with Madeline I spend time with Madeline you know what I mean I want to be like hyper focused on that freedom to do so you know and like I love it I'm not gonna say I love the pandemic because I don't I feel like it's it's really caused a lot of people so much sadness and, um, and grief. And we're never in the children, you know, I, I think about the trauma that it's caused and it's going to go on, you know, that even though, even after the, the vaccine is out and everybody's back to so-called normal, it's, you know, we're, we're traumatized. Definitely. And I've had like that same kind of experience of like being a lot more intentional with connection now and I have like with all the time at home and being alone like I just have like zero tolerance for being around people that I don't want to be around Um, right but it, it has been this like it has been this pause that has been freeing of like 
I didn't realize how much I would like working from home and like being at home more. Like it's kind of nice. And I'm in a place now where of course I miss what everyone else does, but like I'm kind of just enjoying the like, I don't know, just like the flow that we're in. But I completely agree with you that it's, you know, the pandemic itself is like horrific and not a positive, but Mm -mm. the insights that we've been able to gain from this, like as a society and individually is really important. And we knew it was coming. You told me in January, you were like, (laughs) we feel, we're like women, we feel something coming and you were right. Yeah. Yeah. We felt it coming. We felt it coming. And you know, it's funny when I look at my readings, I look back at the readings that I did because I always take pictures. Um, I was saying, was I missing something? Was I not getting the chaos? The, and it's funny because a lot of the readings, especially the, the bone readings, that metal pipe that I have within the bones and all the, all the different amulets that I use was centered within a lot of the readings where I was like, well, could everybody be going through the same thing? And it's like, yeah, everyone did. <laughs> it's just I didn't know that that pipe that was shooting out in another direction really meant like a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> now I know. I was, it was interesting because I actually like this one intuitive that she has like a podcast. She actually mm-hmm. said in December, she was like, she was like, I'm just getting all these messages about like, like health crises and like pandemics this year. Oh, okay. So she Got actually it. said the word pandemic. And I was like, That's it. I, you know, I thought like, you know, like Zika or like, I don't know, the swine flu, like something smaller. Yeah. And I did, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. Um, well, now I know my little pipe means like pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> pipe I or pandemic. I thought it meant shift in your life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't mean it meant up, complete uprising of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely I is. watch for it. It has been. I feel like this year and like especially with having like three eclipse seasons too, like I just feel like the transformation this year has been like, like most years it's like two times like better no, two times evolving it's, it's been so much faster like the evolution it's crazy beyond it's it's like hyperspeed and like you said about the uh the eclipses and also the the alignments with the planets and how they're so powerful they're the powerful planets right they're like jupiter and saturn and they're like no <laughs> this is gonna be powerful and this is gonna be um transformational and it's like yeah well pay attention to the planets like every you know like the mayans did <laughs> and the egyptians did and you know god forbid we actually learn yeah it's like if you were listening to astrology and intuitives you knew this year was going to be a shit show like you knew it was going to yeah. be a lot of change and a lot of growth and like upheaval the only thing i wish i would have done is probably paid attention a little better and moved to like costa rica <laughs> i would have spent like a year in the in costa rica <laughs> like, i just wish i just could have you know worked it out with my travel a little better <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, wanted to go to Europe after I finished my master's, and, like, I should have gone before if someone would have yeah. told me. <laughs> in Europe right now. <laughs> stuck yeah. in Europe. Where you want to be. Now you think about it now, though. Where would I want to be if I were stuck there for a year? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely is interesting. I, like, I don't know. After my, like, last trip, I'm just obsessed with New York right now, so I'm just like, I just want to be there. 
even though it's not well, the my normal New York. Do is go there, go there for a duration of time, maybe not move there, but go there, you know, spend some time there, really in, engulf yourself in it. The yeah. food, is, if nothing else, Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of good food. I, yeah, oh I, just, I had, uh, I don't know. What I'm just... to do for a little Italy cannoli right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. After, uh, after this interview, I'll have to tell you everything that happened because I was like telling a friend and she was like, can you write this into a movie? Like, this yeah. is like insane that this happened in like three days. And I'm like, maybe, maybe I will. <laughs> but don't you feel like this, this whole pause has kind of made everything feel like a movie yeah because the connections have been so intense and people have gone into that intense place within themselves so you're not dealing with just superficial anymore you're dealing with real heart stuff you're dealing with real heart felt emotion with people when you ask someone how are you doing it doesn't it isn't so passe anymore how are you doing no, how are you doing? <laughs> you really like get it now. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think too, like within myself, I've been able to just kind of show up as myself. And more than ever, I've been getting reflections back from people about that kind of like reinforce this idea of like, wow, I really have grown this year of like more than I ever had of people just like genuinely being like, this is how you make me feel. And I love being around your energy, which is, you know, such a great compliment. <laughs> well, I met you at least quite a while ago. I can't even remember when I first met you, but I, I've, I've watched it. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. I've watched it. I, I can remember just in January, I was so, I was like so apprehensive about that reading. I was so mm -hmm. apprehensive about starting my podcast and like the year I had like set the word of stepping into my power. And I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, so. And I remember telling you specifically, like you need, you're going to change. Like this is the time to really change Madeline, like move into another, um, consciousness really and you knew it. it I wasn't telling anything you didn't know <laughs> yeah I, I just, just <laughs> I remember you kept saying the rabbit I just remember you were like the scared like bunny or rabbit or whatever it was and I was like <laughs> yeah you're a little funny yeah fear that's fear that's the fear card we all you know the rabbit yeah we've all dealt with fear this year for sure <laughs> we have to do a reading again to see what comes up probably be like you know mountain lion now <laughs> yeah i would love to do a reading for like 2021 that could be fun yeah you should do that yeah review yeah maybe we can do that soon but um okay <laughs> we'll plan that but yeah i guess like as far as kind of like what we wanted to talk today talk about today i kind of wanted to talk mm -hmm. about just like magic and witchcraft and like all of these fun things but i'm kind of curious like how did you how did you get into this? Like what was kind of your story or your journey to get to what you're doing now? Or like how did you find this? Well, I didn't I think it was just, you know, it's funny because 
we can say, oh, I, I, I was raised in a pagan family and we did. Well, that wasn't the case with me. My, my mom was more superstitious and, you know, we were Catholic. So, but for me, when I talk to spirit and when I um, channel as a little girl, I didn't know that I was channeled. Okay. I just felt like, oh, well, doesn't everybody have imaginary friends that are just like hanging out with me, <laughs> you know, that are just playful and you know, nobody ever said to me, well, they're not real or they're not. And the funny thing is my brother and I would play with the spirits and my brother went in a completely different direction because, you know, as a child, I do believe we remember that other, that other dimension because we're, we're closer to it. You know, it was, it was part of our essence as, as a celestial being, you know, celestial being. So as I got older and I started to read cards for myself, only myself, I only did medicine cards. I never really got into tarot or, or um, runes or anything like that, but I definitely studied minerals and I, I was drawn towards, I was born in Florida. So I was drawn towards the quartz and the, and the sand and the water energy and element, never knowing that that was my path. You know, I, I was just the type of child that wanted to play in nature. And I, and I communicated with nature, but I kind of thought everyone did. And, you know, as you get older and you go to school and you ended up in college and you have your families and stuff, you start to, you know, not focus so much on the, on the elements that are around you, but, you know, life. And only until I came to New Orleans did I realize, wait a minute, um, there's a reason why you're having multiple deja vus here. I've walked the streets in this city this city is underwater, so the spirits are everywhere. Um, I could describe to you rooms and locations and uh, people that I had no other I had no other memory of. Just I could describe them to you. And I studied with John Edwards, so he was a good. He was, you know, he was a perfect mentor to understand that this is what I'm seeing is real, and I should get validation for it. So it was kind of New Orleans that brought me to the place where I needed to uh, explore it more and help other people with their, with their loved ones that had crossed over. So, yeah, that's, I mean, it was magic, but it was really kind of something I always did, but I just never worked with other people with it. I just kind of thought everyone had that ability, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting what you say about like knowing that you've had past lives in New Orleans because mm -hmm. that's like that's exactly how I felt too like as soon as I was there I was like I've lived here before like I've been here before and lived in this place before um, right and the only other place you know, I've felt I that doing, I'm sorry I ended up doing the, the DNA test through uh what is it me me 23 and me 20, 23, 22. Um, and they said I was in New Orleans. Like our family came through New Orleans and I didn't know that. Like that was never documented to me. So it was like, okay, that makes sense. And I really feel it. I really feel like through my ancestors, they said, no, 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 no. You have work to do here and you have a path that you need to recreate here in order to feel whole, you know, because I don't really go through my life. I faced fear that was real fear. So nothing really makes me too fearful anymore yeah yeah I I kind of have I guess a similar relationship with fear I feel like when you've like lost everything and you have no money and you don't 
at least my real fear and you don't know how you're going to like pay your bills and feed yourself. That's real fear and fear fear and growth is, uh, it's fearful, but it's not, it's not like I'm going to be homeless. That's a different level of fear. No, 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 no. And you know, you be as young women and we understand that we we're survivors. We'll figure it out. We're not going to cry about it. (laughs) Or if you're going to cry, get over it, cry, and we'll get out with it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll figure it out and then we'll cry about it. I mean, I'm constantly working with young women, so I'm always trying to get them to do, like, physical. Like, we're going to lift this cabinet. And they're like, no, 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 I can't. And I go, yes, we are on three. One, two, three. And they lift it. And they're like, wow, I did that. I go, yeah, you did it. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if, like, somehow in, like, past lives we were, like, in New Orleans together. I'm like. I believe so. I once, I did a, uh, a past life regression. And she, she, well, you're talking because you're, you're under hypnosis and that through my hypnosis, I, I discovered I was on an Island where I was, I was actually gathering plants. I was actually at the beach gathering, um, certain things that I needed for medicine, which is so funny in my life now. And I was with all women, all women. And we were gathering and an explosion happened and the rest of our families and our husbands and our, our fathers and our brothers were all killed. And we were all together as women, like left. And I said, wow, is that so relevant to why I, I am here, you know, and why I try to mentor the right people that need it. And I need it, you know, we all need each other. Yeah. It's so interesting when you were mentioning like your past life in New Orleans and then when you brought up the, the island thing, like, I just so, like, I so clearly see it. Like, I just, like, I'm having, like, like, I can see it now. You're a regression. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I can yeah. see it now, me there. And I saw, like, I can see the island very clearly, too. Yes. Like. Yeah, I believe it was probably around, uh, what did they say, 1500s, uh, but BC. Like, it was a and I remember not knowing the history so well. So I called one of my friends who did. And he said, oh, my gosh, they say that an asteroid through history had hit the planet at a certain time. He goes, that was probably what happened. Like you had no warning at that moment. But you were survivals, survivalists. Interesting. Yeah, I like. So I feel like I've had the past life feeling in, in France, in New Orleans, and then this like island feeling like when I went uh-huh. to the Caribbean, but I like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I like, I feel like I have this connection to the Caribbean too and that I was there. Right. Right. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when past life, like, you know, when those deja vus and those little memory uh, sequences kind of pop up in your head and you're usually it happens when I'm dreaming, but Sometimes do meditation, but I don't believe anything's an accident anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you just kind of have that attitude, you're like, okay, my car broke down in this spot. For what lesson now? What am I supposed to learn? You know, I know I got to like, you know, deal with my car, but there's another reason. You know, I always feel like there's some other catch. If we just pay attention. Definitely. Hey, why did I? New Orleans. 
Why did I just haul up with a U-Haul and end up here? I have no idea. But when you get here and you certainly know the feeling, it's like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> there's no other place I'd rather be. You know, we constantly think in our head, oh my gosh, it's so backwards. It's so third world. It's so confusing. It's so, you know, messy. But yet you're here. Yeah, it's... I, I like firmly believe the whole nothing is an accident either. Like I've just, especially this year, it's just felt even like just like so much more connected and so much faster that things, the dots connect that mm-hmm. I, I completely believe that it, nothing is an accident. No, no, not at all. But, and I remember, you know, just how we met, you know, things, there are no accidents. Like I didn't talk to everybody. You know, I'm kind of in the background, like a, like a, um, what do they call those guys that kind of hang out in the background? Yeah. I don't know. I I just want to observe. Yeah. I don't know why, but the word like an owl, like an owl in the background. I don't know why that came to me. That's funny because I'm so into owls and we're going to dig up my owl this week during this, during the solstice because we have. I found an owl, uh, a deceased owl, and I honored her or him. And um, that was last year. And this is the solstice coming up. So we're going to rise owl again that you said owl. And on my Christmas tree, I have an owl. <laughs> Nothing's an accident. <laughs> Nothing's an accident. <laughs> mm-hmm. And owl medicine, you know, owl medicine is a being able to observe you know, what it is at night that we ignore and we aren't, uh, you know, conscious of. So be aware what's going on at night and this, and, and spirit. It's not just about, oh, I have this, this, you know, feeling of a moment. It's about Owl medicine, owl medicine is about other, others helping us and recognizing their help. I'll never forget when I was in New Mexico and I was driving down this dirt road in the middle of nowhere in the blackest night. And all the stars were out. The moon wasn't out. It was a new moon. So I was driving my Jeep. And Jeep, if you know Jeeps, they have flat windshields like they're they're vertical they're not angular all of a sudden out of nowhere this huge barn owl came flying i mean we're talking darkness and the wingspan had to be six feet and i was like whoa that wasn't like and it literally i thought it was going to hit the windshield but it at the very last second it jolted up and I was just like what the hell just happened and I just paid attention to owl after that <laughs> like you're not alone you have ancestors right with you in the back seat <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it is interesting when we think about like the animals and signs and like the different medicines they have I don't know I'm like thinking there was this animal sign recently but I'm like forgetting what it was but it was something that was like related to New York and I can't remember now, but it was like, mm-hmm. there with me. 
It'll come to me throughout this. It'll come to you again. Believe me, they do. They don't give up. They're very persistent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious. What did you do for work before this? Um, before I started the tea company, I had a, I had a, I had a day spa in New York, and I'm an esthetician by trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I studied herbalism throughout my life, but I was more focused on the topical end of herbalism um, for the body. And I just kind of always made tea just in general. And I would never, I would never use, I would never throw away any tea. I would always use it as my water and my rinse water for anything I was doing as far as facials or body work. So I used the tea as kind of the, um, the base for everything. And so it just made sense to kind of like have a little hobby of a tea, of a tea business, because I was actually going for, um, a skincare line, which I developed, but the teas took off more than, more than that. I mean, I could, I still do a lot of the um, elemental aesthetics for certain clients, but, um, I sold the I sold my spa in New York and I, I had designed and, um, manufactured the tea, the tea shack. And I was just doing on weekends. Um, I was just doing on weekends, the farmer's market and selling tea. And one day, the very first day I pulled that shack out, I'll never forget. I pulled the shack out because initially I was working with, um, Occupy Wall Street and doing just activism with the tea and feeding and basically giving the nourishment to the homeless that were out there protesting. But when I finally de- designed the tea, ha- the tea shack and put it on wheels and started to do the farmer's markets, it was a time when I was, <clears throat> my father had passed away. So I was kind of in transition and it took a little longer than I wanted. But by the time I pulled it out for the market, I'll never forget the very first day I had it there in this, this big uh, open lot. And this gentleman came up to me and he said, you need to be in New Orleans. And I was like, what? That's so funny you say that because my daughter lives in New Orleans and I just got back from New Orleans, never thinking that you're going to end up in New Orleans. Okay. So the funny thing about it is, so when the tea shack got here in November, finally, because I had to close the tea house after COVID. Um, so I had the tea house for the three years that that's where, how I met you. Um, I never had the idea that I would have the tea house in New or the tea shack in New Orleans, but after COVID and everything has to go outdoors and everyone's, you know, uh, masked up, I realized, man, maybe it's a good time to bring the tea shack back. So I pulled it out of my garage in New York and we hauled it down here and now it's here. And you know, the day it sat in front of my house, I looked at it and I go, you were always meant to be here, weren't you? Like I go, why were you messing with me? <laughs> That's and it's so, so fun. It's so fun to pull it as a woman to just like hitch up to that truck and drag it around. And it looks like a little church and I have all my medicine in there and all my little herbs in there. And I feel like I'm going back to my real roots of, of just the Strega gypsy witch who wants to just help community. Right. And just give to the community. And honestly, I was telling my, my manager the other day, I said, you know, I don't even want to charge for it. And she's like, true, are you crazy? You got to make something. I go, 
they'll buy the loose leaf, but I want to give them the medicine. You know, I want to feel like I have to offer you the medicine. You have to taste it. You have to feel it on your palate. You have to live with it. You have to drink it. You have to absorb it. You have to realize that this, these, these plants are talking to us. They are telling us now, now is the time to get back to the sustainable planet that we started with. And we know it once you when you dig in the garden madeline you know when you're digging in the garden and your hands are dirty and your nails are full of dirt and rocks and and goo and bugs that you belong there right you know you grew at the beach you grew up at the beach it's like it's a place where you just feel that you're at home yeah, so it's that connected. was my transition and you know you always wonder like why did i do that there was a reason for everything. You know, my babies were little. They needed a mommy that had a job. You know, I was a single parent. I was like, no, my daughters are going to see mommy have a business. I mean, whether it was a, whether it was a, a flourishing business, you know, it was still mine, you know, and they could watch mommy do something like that. It's amazing. And I, I love hearing the, the story of the person that said you were meant to be in New Orleans. Like I had I had similar things happen with New Orleans and like I've actually, I've had similar things happen with New York or just like every song that comes on now, there's something about New York or there's something about a street in New York or a place in New York. Mm -hmm. Like the past three weeks, it's, it's been so interesting. And I feel like, like when I was there, someone was like, you're meant to be here. Do you live here? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, (laughs) not yet. No. Well, you know, it's funny when I gave you your reading a couple months ago, I wasn't telling you to come back to New Orleans, if you remember. I was saying you were at a crossroads. I didn't see you in Boston, but I didn't see you leaving to come to New Orleans either. I thought that there was going to be something else before any of that, if you recall. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think like with going back to New Orleans, like I knew it in my heart that it wasn't exactly right, but I was craving the same feeling of like alignment and magic that I right. is there's none of that in Boston. Um, and I was like craving it somewhere. And like a week before I booked this trip, I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to go to New York next. I don't know when, but mm-hmm. I was going to go to New York. And then I just got on the train and rode there and I was like, okay, this is why. This is why I moved to the Northeast. Like, this is it. Right. There's just a little stepping stone to the Northeast. Definitely. Or uh, sometimes it's like what we don't want, right? Like, this is what I do. <laughs> Yeah, I've decided New York <laughs> City. You're always going to struggle with that question. Should I have done that? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've learned so much from being here and so much about prestige and fancy jobs and big names and that none yeah. of that shit matters. <laughs> none of that shit matters, man. No. <laughs> no. All that matters is your uh, your heart space, really. Where you feel like you belong. Yeah, and it, it's such yeah. an old paradigm that we need, um, you know, that you need a certain degree or you need this certain name to be successful. It's like no one rides with that anymore. No one cares about that anymore. No. <laughs> Like I said, this pause has brought a lot of realization to the surface. It's like, I don't care about that. That doesn't impress me. (laughs) You can show me all the medals and all the degrees in the world. Can you change a tire? (laughs) Yes. We're stuck in the middle of the desert and we need some help. (laughs) 
Yes. So I have a, I guess for anyone that's listening, that's like, what do they mean magic? Like, what would you define magic as? Or like, what is magic and how can like the modern spiritual woman kind of use magic and incorporate it into their life? Oh boy. (laughs) We can get down to it. (laughs) Ladies, we got the magic. Ah. I mean, I could teach a course on that, but for me, you know, I'm a a solitary witch, so I don't, you know, I mean, my friends would say, oh, true, you have a coven of us around you, you know, you're the, you know, you're the supreme, we understand, but it's like, no, I just understand magic's around me every day, in every second, in every, um, every moment. You know, it was always part of my life. So to define it, I would say, um, ladies, define your monthly ritual that you are going through every 28 days and look at the magic and the dreams and the intuition. And I mean, I remember that the story of, you know, the native women, they would take when you were in your moon, they would they would comfort you and bring you into their teepee and take care of you because you were in a special place where you had vision at that moment. You had uh, women foretold the coming of white, the white man, you know, during the moon cycle. So it's like uh, somebody's going to be coming around the corner and they got some lead. Okay. So, you know, harness your magic within your own body first and you will start to see all how all the other magic around you is spiraling every day and every second. And once you understand that and work with that magic, everything will kind of fall into place. You'll no longer feel like, you know, the square peg in the round hole. It's just like, and, and I know I've told this to many women and men, like, you know, you'll find your tribe, you'll find your people, you'll find your energy when you're in that ha- headspace, when, you know, when you're harnessing your, your work and your practice. I mean, your practice could be candle work, it could be, uh, it could be bones, it could be uh, divin- divination in cards, it could be uh, dance, it could be whatever you want, whatever, and you'll feel the magic. I mean... So often we're doing things and you feel the magic and you just can't define it. You can't rationalize it in your head. Like, oh man, that felt so good. Well, how is that not magic? You know, I mean, our forefathers knew about magic. They just lied to us. They wanted us to forget, but we are remembering. We are remembering how to work with that that energy, that frequency that goes on like every other frequency, you know, and I always tell people this, get rid of those phones, get rid of that, that the EMF, because it's going to trap the, the, the finer, the finer attunement that's going on all the time that we're missing, that we're missing. You know, I don't sleep with my phone. I don't have alarm clocks. I don't deal with any of that because I want to get as much as I can through. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And as you were, the reason I was looking over there, because as you were talking about this, a crow, I heard a crow and a crow like flew by my window. And I was like, of course. (laughs) Well, and let me tell you something, my child. 
<laughs> and I'm also on my moon, so. Of course you are. Um, well, crow is magic in the, in the medicine cards. So that would make sense. We're talking about magic. And guess who shows up? So most people be like, ah, oh, that's just a coincidence. Mm, not if you pay attention, it isn't. So crow is magic. And the fact that it would, it would land right, on your, right outside your window is, again, validating what we're talking about, which is what you want to understand with, with crow and raven when they show up. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's something... Uh, there's more that we're missing and we're not paying attention to. And I'm not, I don't want to sound like, Oh, new agey or whatever. No, no, no. You know, there's something I, I, I guess example, when you're eating clean, when you're eating clean, organic food, how do you feel? You know, I always tell people like, Oh, I don't understand why organics are so expensive. Well, all right, eat it for a week and then stop. Carry that crystal for a week and stop. You know, you know, be in that, be in that, the energetic space with people of, of the same uh, mindset and see how you feel. I mean, meditation is a good one. I mean, you can meditate alone, but meditate in groups and it's way cool. <laughs> you know, talk about, you know, uh, trajectory and also like just landing your body in other places where you never thought you could even experience on this earth field without the help of others. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if we just, as a society, really hyper-focus on love and magic, we would be, we'd be okay. If it wasn't for the witches right now, I think this, we'd be really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what, I, I know, obviously, you know, women were superior in the magic realm, but I'm curious, like, what is men's magic? Do you, like, have any thoughts on, like, what is, like, men's practice of magic or what does that look like? Yeah, I don't discriminate. I think men are just dismissible. <laughs> <laughs> they got some power there, too. <laughs> and if, they're rec if they recognize the goddess energy, I believe that they're it's more, it's even more powerful. I mean, you know, I don't believe women, I, I don't believe men and women or, or, or any, any species should necessarily not be working together. You know what I mean? Like we're all, I mean, for instance, in Native American culture, I mean, the shamans, the, the um, male, female energetic that was, that was the, uh, the dancer in the realm of, of spirit was so respected because they were both male and female. So we do need to recognize and, and also introduce and, and, um, and also uh, invite the male energy because it's very, very useful and, and we need it. We need it. So, you know, for me, when I meet male witches, I'm just, I love it. I just feel like, oh, wow. You know, you get me, you get me. And they do. And, and, and we just have to wake up to it. And, you know, it's funny because I sell, you know, I sell crystals and I work with crystals and the children now that are, that are approaching the cart and wanting to touch the crystals, they don't care about tea, these kids, they want the, they want the minerals. They are drawn to them. And the parents, lovely enough, especially where I live, 
are receptive to it and they're like, you like that crystal? Why? And then you tell them why they touch the rose and why they touch the obsidian or why they touch the snowflake or why they touch the, you know, the, the um, lapis, whatever it is that they're touching and how it relates to that child. And I think that now is the time, you know, I believe that I, I signed up for this earth, earth experience now. And I'm here to teach and I'm here to show and I'm here to um, invite another another uh, consciousness that, that's happening celestially and we feel it. We feel it in everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, some people call it magic. Some people call it, you know, uh, esoterics. You know, I'm kind of... I've always just been super aligned. I can't explain it. I just, I, I don't know. I came into this earth realm aligned with it. I just don't get it. Like the whole rest of the planet just is just a puzzle to me. I'm like, what? You know, because I remember the other earth I was on. Okay. I remember the other planet I was on, you know, and it was not like this. Mm -mm. It was crystalline energy that was just so beautiful and so feminine and so respected and so enlightened and so beautiful. And it's really difficult sometimes to be here, especially for some generations that I've watched where, you know, I see the suicide rate really high and because it's so hard to be uh, existing in this earth, on this earth, with so much uh, darkness, so so much darkness and so much pain. Yeah, there's hard. so much shadow and so much corruption and so mm-hmm. much money is ruining everything. <laughs> the way we relate yeah. to money is ruining everything. Um, yeah, That's funny because I want to go back to the, you know, I want to go back to barter. the barter system. Yeah. Like all about it, you know, like. Why are we not bartering? Like you have, you have a cow. I need milk. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, why are we not bartering? I think it's going to, I mean, well, in New Orleans right now, you can't get a permit for anything because everything is shut down. So I feel like everything's kind of gone gorilla style, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, what was I going to say? I was like thinking, oh, I was like thinking the other day how like crazy it is that they like, just like just being a human being and like having a garden and plants and like owning the the land we live on or residing on the land like that should be um just a given of being a human like we shouldn't have to earn a living like it's so crazy that we've been like indoctrinated into these systems where we have to like earn all of these rights of like a place to reside and like clean food and clean water and it's like we are supposed to just be here and have those things and live in community like I wasn't supposed to work for your corporation 40 hours a week no. to earn this. It's funny you say that because sometimes I think I was born and I didn't sign up for this. I have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I came into this planet too, but it's not the planet I want to sign up for. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I bought my property in New Mexico in 2011 and I had no idea why I bought a property on the internet. I mean, people laughed at me. They're like, you are crazy and I'm like no I had some money given to me by my father and he's like honey put this in put this in the bank and I'm like 
no, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to give anything to the devil. I'm going to buy some land. And he's like, okay, where are you going to buy it? I said, I don't know. I'll find some remote place somewhere where I can hide out at some point. And I bought the property. It was a crazy, crazy transaction how I bought the property. I mean, it literally was like a shoebox centaur. And <laughs> it was, a, and it turned out to be the most magical, special place in the world. And it was all on gut, gut instinct, gut instinct. And to this day, I will have retreats there and we will all dance with great spirit at the top of that mountain. Yeah. I cannot wait to go. <laughs> and we will protect that land because for thousands of years, no one's touched it. And we all have to do that. When you talk about community, we all have to find those communities where the water is clean and the air is clean and our food is grown by our hands. And we're, we are not no longer dependent on a government that we think will take care of us because they can't even make a decision. Yes. <laughs> no. they're, not, they're not taking care of us right People now. People are sitting there waiting for the, the okay of, of, you know, a meal. No. Mm-mm. no yeah. if, everybody had, if everybody was given, don't give us a stimulus check. Give us 10 acres of land somewhere, you know? Yeah. I'm curious, kind of, kind of off this question to like going just back to definitions. So like, what do you think is like the definition of like a witch or like a modern witch and like, are all, are all women witches or like there's certain ones that are more magical? I just remembered something that I was going to say before about magic, but I, I have like that certain feeling too of, um, my life has been so connected in so many ways that it's like, I feel like people are like, what is Madeline doing? Like she's here and she's there. And then this thing happened and this, and it's like, no one can like wrap their head around the synchronicities that have happened in my life. It's interesting. Well, and they won't. Some people will, and some people won't. <laughs> and honestly, I always tell people get in line or get out of my way. I mean, I just can't. All right. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could follow all the rules, but it's just, I've never been like that. Okay. So, and as far as are we all all witches, I think it's in our DNA. I think it's in our DNA. First of all, the persecution. And secondly, the healing aspect of it, where we're all generally have that healing uh, instinct. Do you know what I mean? Where we want to heal and we want to help and we want to nurture. I mean, how could you tell me a woman isn't a nurturer? We are. You know what I mean? Not to say a man isn't, but I, it's just in our DNA. We want to help. We want to nurture. We want to com- commune within us and get ideas and throw ideas back and forth and, and really have a roundtable of, of reasoning and of um, resolution. And I feel like if you just start to go inward and remember, remember those those talks you've had, whether in this life or in another life, you'll, you'll start to focus on what it is you're meant to do. I mean, it's quite remarkable when you think about it. I mean, I can look back at my life and say, of course I'm here. Like that makes total sense. Like, but I never fought it. See, a lot of people fight that urge and fight that, 
internal dialogue and they say that's not real. Well, no, those internal dialogues are your ancestors trying to get through to your dumbass. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? It's like, don't ignore that. Okay, don't ignore that fork in the road. If you feel like you should go to the left, maybe you should go to the left. You know, if you're not happy, don't be in that place. You know, you, you can make yourself happy. Yeah, it's so interesting, like all the all the overlays of our society that keep us from like making the choice that we like always knew was right. And it's like when you commit to just, oh, I'm going to follow my intuition no matter what. It's like life just unfolds in such I'm, a magical way. I know I probably told you this because I tell everyone, put your oars in the boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't steer this one. <laughs> when people try to steer everywhere and figure it out and so they're so, uh, you know, like controlling and so, uh, you know, everything's just, so, just in place and they're just, I just feel like they make mistakes that they don't need to. When it, had they listened in, to their gut instinct and to their, you know, to their, inner voice, maybe it wouldn't have been such a hard road. I feel like with those types of people, there, there's like, there's always this thing that's missing. And I feel like they'll like ask me for advice because they, they'll ask tons of people for advice because they don't trust their own. Right. They don't trust advice. their own instinct. No, they're in. Yeah. Them. And they're like, I don't know what, like, and it's all of this, like striving and trying to do things for the rational thing. And then like missing, like, you know, missing like the gold, missing like the juicy parts of life, the like feeling of alignment, the feeling of magic. Like, mm-hmm. the- why do you think therapists ask you questions? <laughs> Not giving you answers. They're asking you to answer your questions. <laughs> oh, yes. right. I thought that too. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's Definitely. just fear. You know, fear stands in the way of a lot of, a lot of decisions. And turn the news on. You'll get so fearful. You won't even want to get out of your, you know, get out of bed. Yeah. I, I tried to stay up to date with the news in the beginning of all of this. And now I just like, I like yeah, see it better. once a week and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When I went to one of my friends the other day and he had, he had some news on it. And I said, I just can't listen to that alarmist stuff. I just can't anymore. And he thought about it. He goes, wow, you're right. And I go, yeah, it just makes my heart rate go up. I'm like, no. I'm going to stay right here. Go play in the garden. Like they, I don't know. They just, with like the cases increasing, especially now, it's like, could you not just have a headline that's like cases are increasing? It's like deadly COVID cases increasing. ICU fuller than ever. Death, destruction. Like, it's like, what, like, is this making anything better by making the headlines this? No, try the headlines. We're going to be okay. Wear your masks. A vaccine is coming. Yeah. Cases are up, but understand that we got this. Like try the try a different dialogue. And people would be a lot less ang- anxious right now. Definitely. That if it was just that tone, I think things would be so much better. <laughs> just but. a calm tone. Like you're being hypnotized. Because you know, we are being hypnotized. It's all mind control anyway. So <laughs> True. I'm not there. I'm, I can't be mind controlled. I'm like, nah, don't believe that. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting too that you bring up like the mind control kind of manipulation things. It's I've, it's interesting. Um, I've like encountered in the spiritual community certain people try and use like spiritual lingo to kind of manipulate people. Have you seen like things like that happen? Oh yes, 
Yeah, that's when I turn it off. You know, when they have the music going and because I've taken classes where, you know, I mean, hypnosis is relevant. I mean, you, you can use it for a lot of things. It brings up a, a lot of trauma for people and helps them work through a lot. But when they're trying to use it on me without my permission, uh-uh. Yeah, and it's like they... they it's going on. It's they, going on. They try to use, um like, spirituality to come from this, like, higher place that they try to peg themselves as to convince you of something. And I, I just have, like, a real big, like, big bullshit radar on all of that stuff. I'm like, this is not what this is supposed to be about. And I know you're just trying to – you're just yeah, as bad as everyone else. <laughs> you're – but you see what I mean? You consciously know that. That's so good. So you're already ahead of the game when you're like, no, no, I don't, I don't sign up for that. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Because they do. It doesn't matter where they are. I mean, look at the churches. I mean, and the gatherings and the rallies and the, you know, the, the belief systems of so many of the, you know, voters. <laughs> Let's go there. You know, it's just all, no. Mm-mm. Yes. Um, don't do yeah. It. So I know we said, so we think maybe all women have the capacity to be witches. So what, what do we think? What is a witch? What is a modern day witch? Oh, well, first of all, you're not going to be able to look at a woman and say, oh, she's a witch. Unless it's, you know, unless she's clearly dressed up for Halloween or something, you know, I don't think you can even tell. All right. I think, I think witches come in all shapes and sizes and forms as well as men and women. And, uh, I, you know, for me, it's just the heart of who I am. I mean, if you want to call me a witch, you want to call me an, um, a, a spiritual person. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I'm constantly reviewing what I'm doing as far as practice and I'll go to other, um, strega or women and ask them for different uh ritual work that i'm playing with but you know i think it's individual i think it is very individual and i think you're very you know to start off you know the practice i mean you probably have been doing witchcraft since you were a little girl you know i mean i've been playing with herbs and spices my whole life and i remember my granddaughters when they were so little you know, we would go for walks and I would say, well, that, that plant's edible. And my granddaughter would say, okay. And she just put it on her tongue. I mean, and she's, you know, she was just always into like the magic of, of plants and energy and sticks and rocks. And I mean, the other day I was like, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to buy ornaments. I'm going to make all my ornaments out of just natural things. So I just, we went to Coliseum Park and we gathered all the sticks and berries and branches and all this stuff and we made the most beautiful ornaments and I'm going to give them to all my friends and oh my gosh they're going to be so happy but because I'm a witch you know I mean I'm like really harness the energy of the of 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 nature you know that's the kind of person I am I'm more of what you call a green witch but you know there are different types but I just identify with that and I believe we probably all do as little girls we, we, we magically radiate and are drawn to nature and nature gave us comfort and gave us, um, answers 
and helped us ask the questions and helped us play. And why should we be any different as adults? Why are we not playing? Why are we not harnessing nature and using it to help others? Yeah, it's like there's so much there's so much more than what we see. It's like we get to be as adults, we get to have fun, we get to be witches, we get to be, you know, cosmic beings with these mm-hmm. um past planets, past lives. Like there's just so much more than what meets the eye and yeah, I I grew up kind of in a, a similar similar way, like always yeah. making potions and plants yeah. and I became yeah. obsessed with Harry Potter when I was like 4 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like a nature, I was obsessed with the ocean and I was obsessed with magic. <laughs> and there you go. It's been and so you couldn't, cool. and, and you didn't have an adult or a parent saying that's not real. That's not okay. It just felt natural. Nobody stopped you. And why can't we naturally be who we are? We can. And the great part about life now especially at my age is i'm going to bloody talk about it and i'm not going to be silenced anymore and when people say how old are you i'm going to say i'm a thousand and it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah you know you can walk away (laughs) sounds like you're even older than a thousand if you have a past life 1500 bc (laughs) 1500 bc i'm pretty old (laughs) But I got some potions to make you look really young. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So if someone is like just starting to become interested in magic and witchcraft, like what are some, you know, kind of like intro ways and rituals and like different ways to get into it besides just connecting to your cycle? I would use candle work. I would take a walk in nature and I would gather. So I would gather some some pieces that you're kind of drawn to or you notice along your little, you know, walk or journey. And I would I would make an altar. I would make an altar that's that's personal to you. All of these different symbols and amulets and uh, tools that you gather, um, I would use them. I would use them when you light your candles. I would use prayer. I would use uh, anything that's uh, organic, in other words. And I would uh, start there. I would start there and I would see what happens. And you know what, keep a little journal, keep a little, you know, I like to make my own journals out of, out of you know, papers that I make or, um, and that's real fun when you just, you know, take a bunch of different papers and grind them up with some water in your blender and make your own little, you know, your own little grimoire. But I would start your grimoire of just your own little journey of how it started, you know, and how, how you, re- I wouldn't say how it started, I'd say how you're remembering, okay? How you're just starting to remember um, where, where, what it is and why you're here. And play. Nice and play because when you do that that you know the feeling you know the feeling madeline when you go out in nature and you're in the middle of a forest and yesterday i took a walk um up i went to the north shore and i took a walk and one of my friends on his property has six acres and i had him take me to the back end of his property 
and it was full of blackberry vines and um it was uh what was it he called it um mustard vines and it was scratching scratching my body and i was getting through all this brush and all of a sudden it opened up into this plot of just clearing a clearing and i was like all i could imagine in my mind was dance i just wanted to dance in there and there was a mossy green patch of water because it had just rained and i just felt so awesome and i cried i cried i was so happy i cried and i cried the whole way home and he's like why did you cry and i go it wasn't it wasn't about it wasn't about sadness it was about joy so when you start to just get out of your comfort zone a little bit like ah, some people are afraid to go in nature they're like i'm not going out there bigfoot's out there i'm like so what <laughs> you know <laughs> like it'll just, be fun <laughs> yeah it'll be fun we'll have coffee you know it's like no um just explore who you are and just sit with it don't be afraid just do not be afraid there's a lot of answers right there yeah i've been um probably for months I've been like having this um I guess like craving to go like in a forest and be completely naked in a forest and dance oh my god so funny you said that because it's exactly the word I was thinking of yesterday when I got there I was like I just want to take all my clothes off (laughs) I was like I want to be naked in a forest somewhere like where is this gonna happen do you understand how our instincts go there we want to be naked in the forest And what is naked? Naked is vulnerability. It is being vulnerable. You know, it is being of nature, just like they're naked, just like nature's naked. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like, it's stripping down all the like external layers and like, like opening up the mind and the internal layers too. It's like, it just feels like in communion with nature. It just feels like how it's meant to be how it's meant to be. And the thing is like, you think that, I think that we all, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know how people can't think that way. Like I'm looking at them like, you wanna be all bundled up and have a gun with you. I'm like, why? (laughs) You know, it's like, no, we just need to be, like you said, just peeling away of the layers of who we are to be in a community of nature. I don't know. That is witchcraft. I don't know if it's witchcraft or it's just, generally who we are and if this year doesn't prove to us how vulnerable and how um how we need to accept we just need to accept what what it is and just be in control of ourselves i mean i'm not getting the feeling of going to cities i'm getting the feeling of going into remote areas yeah it's it's really interesting because a lot of other um like spiritual people and intuitives have like been getting the um the message to go to like nature more mm-hmm. and i'm like this is interesting that i'm yeah like, but you, going to cities neuroscience spiritual witch that you are we need you on the inside too <laughs> i i think i'm i think i'm the bridge i think i'm the messenger yes so. i think you are the messenger and bridge for sure i've always thought that since i met you I said, no, 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 girl. Neuro, we need you. We need your brain in another place and opening up 
that that vortex to the rest of the world so they can understand their power no longer give our power away you have the power you know when people say commerce i say you are the commerce you your essence is the commerce it isn't that you know federal reserve paper it is you you are the commerce and when did we sign up for otherwise you know yeah i love just like i've been getting that message about saying i'm the bridge for a while and i like haven't said it out loud so it feels really nice just be like i'm the bridge and there's there's been so much resistance yes we need your intellectual insider info (laughs) to say you know what the brain the brain has a lot of power right there yeah Mm -hmm. it's like i'm the bridge and can exist in both spaces and i have a ton of um gemini in my chart it's like the two like the two twins that are like doing two different things it's interesting and you know what air signs are about the idea you know the idea and the creativity you create creative space that you need to open up for people because it's there they just you know they forgot Ask a five-year-old what they remember and they'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to, this is like kind of related, but I wanted to make these business cards and like the the title of it to be like bad bitch neuroscientists. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That to be my like identity and like give out these cards. And like, I was like thinking about making, because I already have a podcast, but maybe like a YouTube channel where it's like half neuroscience and like half dancing and just like play rap music (laughs) absolutely do it that's where we're going that is where this universe is going you know they thought it was 2012 when the you know we entered into the celestial uh, equator but we're beyond the celestial equator where we're surrounded by light look at it look at where we sit in the celestial um uh, uh picture and you're going to see that we are in a light space now where light and energy and, and all of this, this transformative uh, mental, and you'll understand as a neuroscience, mental connection is going on. What connects us? Light. Light connects us. So now it's time to like, you know, harness it and get bad bitches out there. Bad bitch witches. <laughs> bad bitch Bad bitch witches. <laughs> Bitch, bad bitch witch neuroscientist. <laughs> <laughs> bad bitch witch neuroscientist. <laughs> it's kind of like a rhyme. <laughs> That's the name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of the mm-hmm. many. <laughs> yeah, one of the many. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I guess kind of just to end off this conversation, I'm curious. Um, like, what are you kind of feeling into the end of this year? Like, what do you see for next year? Like, what are some common themes that have been kind of coming up for you? Um, I, I feel like generally the, the shift is, is we're, we're in it. We're in the shift right now. We're in, you know, it's when we originally talked about my, my pipe inside the bones, it's like we're in that shift and that it's literally a directional shift where we're going to have to either, you know, accept it, accept the shift and move forward without fear, or we're going to be left kind of in another earth plane where you're not 
you know, there will be sickness, there will be death, there will be, there will be pain, but it's like, you have a choice now where you want to go with that. And I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid. I'm, I, I have such positive feelings about the future. And, you know, I almost look at like, what was it? The Spanish the Spanish flu and then the twenties, the roaring twenties happened after. That's, you know? that's what I've been thinking too. It's, yeah, it's uh, like, I said to someone this morning, I said, I can't wait. Where are we going to travel to? <laughs> and he goes everywhere. <laughs> so, but just know that we're all here together. We're all here together trying to make this happen and trying to make the shift together. And it doesn't matter if you're, in the same location as your loved ones, but know that you're all connected. We are really all connected and I can, I can do it now. I can almost practice it and actually see it happening. But when I think about someone and they're on my mind, I will hear from them. It's, it's, that, it's, it's almost like a telepathy is going on, but I'm not trying to, it's just is there. Like I don't need the telephone. <laughs> And I'm really working with that where it's like, I'm going to just focus on Madeline today. And then Madeline's going to text me and say, uh, can we do a podcast? <laughs> it's funny how that happens. It's real fun. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. Like I feel so positive about the future. Like I, I know I've talked to some people that I guess feel a little bit more still pessimistic about next year and I'm like I'm like this was the this was the upheaval year and next year's probably still going to be hard but we're we're moving forward and like I feel like a really big and good shift happening like I I feel really positive about what's to come I do too I feel really positive I feel like we we still have some time to work through all the all the um shifts and all the transformation that's going on and this election year, I mean, if that hasn't shown us, I mean, there's so many things that have slapped us around. I just can't even, you know, uh, but we knew, I knew, I knew, we knew, celestially, we knew it was going to happen. And, you know, it happened, happened, happened. It had to happen full force. Like, otherwise, we would have just gone, again, gone about our business status quo. And we were forced to have to sit with ourselves. And when you have to sit with yourself, it can be a struggle. It can be, uh, you can be afraid. You can, you can be fearful. You could be, you could cry. You could, you know, a lot of people are finding it hard to not use. And, and I, if this year hasn't taught us how to sit with ourselves and just be playful, I mean, you got to just laugh at it, really. I go, okay. I mean, the souls that have crossed over, that to me is the painful part. The pain. But, you know, there's a reason why they were called up, I believe. Now we got to communicate with them on a different plane. Yeah, I've I haven't said anything about this cuz I know, you know, not want, wanting to be insensitive to any person that has lost people and I've I've lost people this year as well, but I I had this mm -hmm. feeling of the people that left weren't meant to be in the the next phase in the next chapter mm -hmm. on this earth. Mm -mm. No. 
And it's it's really interesting because um so my uncle passed away this year and when he was um like right before he he died, he really he was like he'd never been curious about this before. He was religious but Methodist and they don't believe in um the rapture, but he just got mm-hmm. very um like he wanted to talk about the rapture and the second mm-hmm. coming and was like, I think the second coming is happening now and was like saying all of these things and had never like spoken about the rapture before. And I just, yeah, I thought it was so interesting. So I've heard a lot of like spiritual perspectives of like, you know, there was always this talk of this, um, the second coming and it, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was, it was not people like leaving the earth, but it's actually like on the earth, different frequencies happen. Yeah. Yes. So I thought yeah. that was really interesting that, I don't know, my uncle was talking about that and they mentioned it as, his funeral too and I was like he knew he knew what was happening you know yeah and you know a lot of people aren't aren't on the same wavelength that I am where I feel like when you cross over it's not necessarily a death you know you're dying and you're but you're going into another you know astral plane it's because I'm a channeler I I work with ancestors and I work with you know, the dead. So, you know, it's, it's, it's perspective, you know, how you look at it. I mean, I feel, uh, a lot of peace for a lot of people, you know, my father crossed over in 2014. There was no way he was going to stay home and wear a mask. I'm going to tell you right now, (laughs) you know, and it's like, Hey, daddy, you went out before all this (laughs) and he's with me every day, cracks me up every day. Mm-hmm. You know, this, his messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had actually, like, never tried to connect to someone on the other side before until my uncle passed away. Um, and I, I did for the first time. I think it was, it was probably near Halloween. Yeah, I think it might have been. Mm-hmm. It was the day before Halloween. But my, my grandma almost passed away this year in a surgery, and we didn't know if she was going to make it through the night. Mm-hmm. And I, so I like tried to connect to my uncle and he just kept saying, I'm protecting her. She's not leaving. I'm protecting her. And then we woke up the next morning and she was fine. And like, we all thought she was going to die. Like she had internal bleeding after her surgery and stopped breathing. Um, And I was like, I was like, okay, I I trust this. I trust this. You trust this, this, this message he sent you like, no, she's not ready. She has some work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. When you start, you know, because those words, you know, when I'm talking to spirit, I didn't, I couldn't have come up with that. I, you know, the things that I tell my clients, I could never have known or, or have come up with in my, on my, in my own vocabulary. So they do communicate, you know, whether it's, you know, you can say a ghost or, you know, yeah, they mess with electrical, they mess with our phones, they mess with all that. But when they're really sending you a full-on conversation, <laughs> you better listen. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, are there any other words of wisdom or anything, you know, going into the, the next eclipse or the next year, like anything else you want to mention? I would like to say that we need to celebrate what we've been through you know we need to celebrate our existence we need to dance we need to look at this upcoming solstice and really 
look forward to the light, you know, and look forward to the next six months and how we will be, we'll make a positive change for people in our life and not be so fearful because we can do this. We got this. You know, yeah. a lot of people didn't think they, you know, they always said well, the millennials, they would never be able to survive any kind of like pandemic. Well, hell yeah, they can survive. They figured it out. You know, <laughs> we can do this and there's more to, there's more to do. There's so much more to do and get involved in whatever it is that really just works with your heart space. Yeah, I completely agree. And this, and this like last month of the year, I, I've like, for this last month, given up alcohol or like any substances just to like be mm-hmm. kind of like pure and reflective. But I felt the same way just more than ever. I'm like, we need to, I, I felt like the finish line in a way and like yeah. some, yep. some symbolism of a finish line and like wanting to celebrate and in this month and like into the new year to celebrate. And I have a really good feeling about the next six months too. I do too. I do too. And I feel like we're all where we need to be right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like with this, I'm like, Oh, the next six, I I just see New York, but we will see. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. You're such a, you know what it is? You're such a um, bohemian gypsy. You just want to just, just go wherever, just pack up that camel and go. Yes, I'm like I'm like I'm ready to pack my car. I've I've taken this this journey to Boston and learned my things. Yeah, but. you have you have and you explored <laughs> it and you really analyzed it. You didn't just sit there and just let it all just kind of you know roll off of you. You really sat with it, which is really good. That's what you <laughs> need to do. Sit with it. But we have no choice but to sit with things right now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this. This was so amazing and like we said thank you my love (laughs) pussy is powerful and we'll have you back on to talk about that we'll be talking (laughs) (laughs) love you i love you too